Man, my holiday bills are almost as hard to get rid of as my in-laws. I guess my budget will be my New Year's resolution again. Hi there, friendly S&T banker here. The aftermath of the holidays can be tough. Have you thought about using the equity in your home to consolidate your debt? I can do that? Yep. Home equities are one of the lowest cost financing options. At S&T Bank, we can help you so you can have a financial fresh start. Stop by a branch or visit stbank.com to learn more. S&T Bank. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Euler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Here we go, Steelers. It's Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler. This is the Steelers Blitz on Steelers Nation Radio and ESPN 970 AM for the local people. But, man, it's a beautiful day because it is a Wednesday. And it is officially game week. And that only means one thing, Wes. What's that mean? That means the speculation, all the hypotheticals, all the I think we can. I know for a fact this is. He's not capable of that. Oh, he's the worst ever. No, that means you're a homer or you're a hater. All of that gets put to rest this weekend. Wes, we get real life, tangible results. Thank the Lord. We get a chance to say, not what if, we get to say this did occur. I cannot wait, God bless. It has been such a long time, Wes. I... I'm so excited, baby. How how my dog doing though, man? Fantastic. Do, do you share in that sentiment I do. as well? You know, you just uh, you put a smile on my face with that intro there because life is cyclical, right? Sports talk is cyclical. By the time you and I get to February, I'm like, yeah, you know what? I wouldn't mind talking about some of these college prospects in the combine. I wouldn't mind talking about the draft a little bit. By the time we get to July, I'm like, man, football practice sounds like the greatest thing ever right now. Let's get some practice. Forget Allen Iverson. We talk we about practice. practice. But you're absolutely right. When you reach this, but really when that third and final preseason game is in the books. And for the Steelers, that happened 13 days ago. So it's been basically two weeks already since they last played a game. And we've still got, what now, four four more days or so here as we... Uh, as we um, await the the kickoff on September 10th. So, yeah, Motsi, uh, I'm pumped. I am back into the over-the-hypotheticals, over-the-open-ended conversations. I'm tired of watching everybody fight about how good the Steelers are going to be. No, they're not. You're a homer. No, they're not. You're a hater. How good Kenny Pickett and this offense are going to be. They're going to be the best we've ever seen. No, they're going to be terrible and be one of the worst offenses in the league. I'm just sick of it. I want the games. I want the results. And we're getting close to the Steelers, and uh, by the time you and I get on the horn next on Friday, we'll actually have an NFL game in the books, of course, with the Chiefs and the Lions kicking everything off tomorrow night. So, yes, Motsi, I'm fired up. I'm pumped up. It's September. We're ready to roll. But how do you feel, though? Are you nervous? (laughs) Well, Arthur Motes. Because, I mean, we've just talked about, you know, we were tongue-in-cheek, kind of, you know, making light of how everybody has had these hard stances on the team based on what we've seen this preseason. But 
in all seriousness, though, it is real now. Mm-hmm. We are, like you said, four days away from whatever feelings we have about this team being either validated or <laughs> the Crushed. opposite, you know? <laughs> but we're going to get a chance now. Granted, Sunday doesn't create the end-all, be-all scenario, and we know it's still one game, so even if they look great or look terrible, we take it in context. Well, you and I do. Correct, not everybody. They look great. You're right, you're right. 17-0 Super Bowl. I told you the preseason counted. They look bad. Tank for Caleb Williams. I told you the preseason didn't count it. You should have listened to me. But you and I know that, yes, it's just one of they got to step into that batter's box 17 times this yeah. season. Step into that at, ring. At least 17. At least, at 17, least 17. At least 17 rounds in this uh, fight that is this season. So, yeah, you want to get off to a good start, but you're right. We know it's not the end-all be-all, yeah. but we will certainly act like it is. Right. But, but with that being the case, though, how do you feel about this team going into week one? We've had, you know, three preseason performances. Me and you were, you know, privileged enough to be out there for training camp to see that from an intimate standpoint. We've had a couple couple of you know days in between the last performance to this upcoming performance to kind of you know not be a prisoner of the moment per se so with all of that being the context in mind or in play right now what is your thought process about this matchup like are you excited about it for the Steelers or is it one where you're just sitting here kind of feeling like man I don't know maybe we don't match up well with this team even though I think we are going to be a good team I am a much more optimistic about this matchup specifically, right? Because you you want my week one answer, not my overall outlook answer, right? We're going to take time with okay. it, man. Okay. Don't, don't no, try to read sure. my mind. No, Rem- sure. Remember, remember, who's hosting Listen, the You're hosting, you're so, teaching, so, so, but that's what, I'm just that, trying to so, make so sure. So who's I'm, the captain? Who's the captain today? I'm the captain now. I'm the captain now. All right? So you just look, follow look me, all right? Me. Don't don't, me. don't look two blocks ahead. Look just hold my hand and walk with me. Just walk with me. Uh, I am more, I would say probably actually much more optimistic than I am about this Niners matchup than maybe, you know, when the schedule came out. When was that? June, I think, when the NFL schedule came out. Couple reasons. One, let's start with our own front yard and our own business, right? Uh, I'm optimistic about what we've seen from the Steelers at this point. Um, I picked them to go 10 and 7. Over the summer, when you and I did, you know that classic go through the the schedule and do the win and loss thing. I picked them to go ten and seven. Uh, now, I would probably still stay at that number. But if you'd said to me, "Hey, you have to go up to eleven or twelve, or you have to drop down to eight or nine, I'm certainly moving up. Like without even, th- I would I would rather go eleven wins or twelve wins than bump back down to nine wins. I'm optimistic about this team in the big picture of things and what we've seen from the offense, what we know the defense can be. Uh, and then for the Niners. Man, they've they got some stuff going on heading into this season. But it's kind of weird, though, if you think about it. Because back in June, everything was subtle except quarterback. Now, that's quarterback right. is subtle, but you got other pieces that are kind of chaotic. And even back in June, you were kind of like, all right, well, you know, even if it doesn't happen for Purdy, even if he's not ready, they still got Trey Lance, and he was just recently a top-five pick not too long ago. But, but yeah, they, are, they have pushed their chips into the Purdy pile, if yeah. you will, there in San Francisco. But even with that... Who knows how sharp he is week one, right out of the gate, yep. right? Um, and then, obviously, Nick Bosa being the huge uh, question mark, the reigning NFL Defensive Player of the Year, not in the building today, not practicing today. I mean, I tell you what, if he's not there and uh, and out there tomorrow, you got to think there's very little chance that he plays on Sunday. This is not a – and with all respect to Coach Tomlin here, Motsi, i got to preface that, all right? Because, <laughs> I mean, that guy's forgotten more about football than yes, I'll ever know. Very true. But in his press conference last uh, – or yesterday – Mike Tomlin compared the Nick Bosa situation to the one that the Steelers recently went through with T.J. Watt. Mm -hmm. And while on the surface, I get it, 
Coach T, there's some big differences there. Namely, T.J. Watt was still in camp. He was with his teammates. He was in meetings. He was on in practice on the sidelines out in St. Vincent. and through. Well, actually, that was still when it was at Acrisure Stadium. Mm-hmm. But he was there. He was present. Nick Bosa been in Florida. He's been across the coast. He's been in a different time zone. He hasn't been around the team, which has a new defensive coordinator, by the way. He hasn't been around uh, Javon Hargrave, who's going to be the guy lining up next to him right now, by the way. So I understand the similarities of... Yes, TJ was not a full participant in practice, and there were some hold-ins, and they got it done at the last minute, and TJ was ready to go. That is absolutely correct. But Nick Bosa ain't been that. Nick Bosa has been by himself in Florida doing his own thing. So You, you, you know I got to butt in, though, right? Go ahead. Tell me, hey, tell me I'm wrong. If you and Coach the, T both tell the, me I'm the, the wrong, I will, way, I will, I will, the, I will so, secede. So think about it, right? That's not the right word. You said TJ, TJ Watt showed up to practice last season. During the whole day. This was, was this two, two seasons ago? Two seasons ago. Yeah, when he signed the contract. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. we're still at Hinesville. Right. Yeah. Right. We never saw him practice, right? No. He so, would come but, out. But no, no, no. He would but, stretch. So, so think about it, right? How did you know he was in shape for week one, though? I didn't. But he went out there versus Buffalo. Was it three sacks? Four oh, he was strong, great. Went crazy, right? He was great. We never saw him practice not once. No, but he was out there. He was there. Camaraderie, like, right? Was he in was he in meetings and stuff, you think? No, no, no. I'm saying camaraderie, yes. But in terms of just physical ability. Sure. We never saw anything, right? Sure. I think of Bosa and because of the position. He's not a quarterback. He's not if it's Fred Warner middle linebacker schematically, where you're schematically talk. driven. Yeah, but for Bosa, let's be real. They're gonna drop him off on Sunday. Put the hand in the dirt and put go, your hand go in the dirt, somebody. go get you two sacks. That's a good point. You feel me? So it's like, I agree with you. I just think that it's not to the same extent. And this is what Coach Tom was trying to speak to, more so of just similarities of both are freakazoids, right? Absolutely. Both coming off of deploys. Absolutely. Yes. So it's like they know what they're capable of. But they play a position where it's different than running back, right? It's different than something that's truly dependent on somebody. It's not wide receiver where you got to have a rapport with the, with it's the not quarterback, cor- it's right? It's not cornerback. Right. Yeah. Well, I got to – man, is my safety working with me? Who I'm, It's pass rush. You feel me? So it's going to be some little things here or there with Steve Wilson because obviously I was in his defense you in are? Carolina. Yep. I mean, uh, in uh, Arizona with the Cardinals. So it's going to be some little things that are going to affect him. But at the same time, this dude has the play. Oh, he's a freak. You feel me? He'll have he, an impact if he plays yeah. on Sunday, without a doubt. My whole thing is, to what extent is his game cardio like? Because we weren't expecting him to play in the preseason know-how. But that was one of the things that we saw even with TJ early on when he came back. He was a lot bigger. We were like, man, all right, how long is it going to take for him to get into his game shape, right? Correct. And then remember, he started to have... The growing, the hamstring, the soft, soft tissue. Soft tissue, right? Those, that, that buzzword. Right. So <laughs> that was the stuff that when I think of Bosa right now, I'm like, I don't think he loses any skill, talent, or any of that, especially, you know, starting the game off. Sure. But what comes into play is four of course supposed to be hot out there. Yes, it is. Four of course is your first time playing competitive football since last season because you weren't at OTAs. You weren't in training camp. Seven practice, months, none eight of that. Months. You see what I mean? Yeah. That's the part where I'm like, I feel like early on, he's still going to be hot. You think Buffalo gave TJ crazy early on. But it's like, yo, later in the <laughs> game, it's going to catch up. Yeah. Difference for us was we was played in Buffalo. It was a little cool out there. He's going to be over here in Pittsburgh. It might be 90 out there. And you're across the country. So those are some of the things that for me, like I said, it doesn't make me go crazy about, but I feel like that's going to at least help us. But if Bosa is out there, yeah, we're going to have, Dan Moore going to have his hands full. Chuke's going to have his hands full. 
I just think that's because of the type of player that they Absolutely. truly are. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, but if it was like an inside backer or any other, like a communicating position, you're 100% accurate. But in their scheme, man, he's literally going to put his hand in the ground, go beat hit, this guy. Go, hit, right. go beat this guy. Go, go beat hit this guy one-on-one. Go play <laughs> with your hair on fire. That, you know? that makes sense. It absolutely does. And you're absolutely right. I mean, he is he's like TJ in the sense of, you know, to use a Tomlinism, he's visiting us. You know, he's not yeah. he's not from here. He is a freak. We're not talking two years removed from the deep boy. We're talking a couple months. Yeah, he just just did this. Yeah, like he was awarded that this year in twenty twenty three. He's been in the convo for the past couple of years. He was where TJ was, kind of knocking on that door for a few years. Now where Micah Parsons is, right? It's kind of the it's crazy. It's crazy. So so you mean to tell me he already surpassed Miles Garrett too, huh? But they tell me Miles was the guy. Come on, man. All right, I'm still waiting on it. Shots fired. I'm still waiting on it. Season's here now. We could do that. That's it. That's what it's all about. My dog is better than your dog. My dog barks and, and y'all louder have than, a TJ than your dog. Okay. Uh, do the Browns even got that dog? Uh, They've got an elf uh, as their midfield. An elf. Yeah, make it make sense. Not on the shelf. Make it make sense. Not even. You know what? If they did that for like. Make it make sense. If they did that for like Christmas week or something, I would understand it. Did you really call it Christmas week? <laughs> Like it's rivalry week. It's Christmas it's week. Christmas right? week. Put the uh, put the uh, it's Christmas week. Put the elf on the midfield. It's all right, week, but bro. not in September when it's ninety degrees outside. Just psychos. <laughs> but no, with that though, those are some of the things though. You know that I think of. Yeah. But that's just scratching the surface. They got some other question marks. They legit do. So when we come back from break, we are going to get into some of those other question marks that we are seeing. But we do want this show to be interactive. So make sure you're hitting us up on the Twitter.com at TheBody52. TheBody. And at Wesley Euler. The good hair. Any of your thoughts on the topics that we're having or surrounding the game, let us know. But this is Arthur Most on Steelers Nation Radio and 970 AM. The Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. This is Steeler Nation Radio. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler. Steelers Blitz, baby. Simulcasting on ESPN 970 AM. And we're just getting into this week one preview of a matchup, man. Pittsburgh Steelers, San Francisco 49ers. First home opener since 2014. Talk to me, man. Man, I cannot believe it's been that long, but I'll tell you this, Wes, from personal experience. The last time it was a Steelers home opener, <laughs> things turned out pretty well for us. T- Titans? No, who no, was no, the last no, no, one? No, 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 Browns. Browns. It was them brownies. Browns. You know the Browns. Browns. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, Titans was the year before, correct? Correct. correct. When Browns were the uh, this is Spotter. Spa. The the elbow one shoe. <laughs> Mister yeah. Big Chest and the poor yeah. punter when he sent that soul to down through the earth's core. So was that your first year with the Steelers? Correct. My first game with the Steelers in the regular season. Absolutely, man. 
So Titans, not that you, I don't know, you probably do remember this because you're a football That's savant when, uh, in the story. Pouncey, when Pouncey um, yeah. got hurt, right? The home mm-hmm. opener the year before. Yeah, okay. him and DeCastro, the, uh, the snafu on two. That was the last game I went to as a Steelers fan. Maybe you only need to go to another one as a fan then. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, as long as I'm doing what I'm doing now, people ain't got to worry about that. Stay, stay, stay credentialed, okay? Because, uh, yeah, <laughs> definitely was not the most ideal situation. In no, it's not. In fact, when I came in 14, Pounce was still recovering from that. I was like, oh, all right. Yeah, Wes, Didn't know what he was. Well, the last game Wes went to as a Steelers fan. Blame Wes. What's going on with you, Pounce? Why, why, why are you rehabbing all the time, Blame Wes. Hey, man, you, mean, you see what had happened was, yeah. <laughs> The next year, I uh, got the job with the hockey team in Ohio and moved mm-hmm. out of Pittsburgh. And then I was in Philadelphia working mm-hmm. Eagles games and then back here working Steelers games. So, yeah, that was. You could have took some of that over there. I, uh-huh. I did. Who got hurt over there? Carson Wentz in no, the middle of a Super Bowl Carson run. Carson got hurt after the fact. We all knew it was for Nick. Maybe they should thank me, actually, Matt, mm-hmm. because if Carson Wentz doesn't go down, you know, I mean, you never know. It's like the butterfly effect thing, right? Uh, no, it's not like the butterfly effect. What's the butterfly effect again? Where like one thing like everybody the butterfly effect change. is the butterfly effect, bro. It's just the butterfly. It's effect. the butterfly effect. It's simple. Yeah. It's like the butterfly effect is the butterfly. Like one effect. action has has hundreds of thousands effect. of ripples in the future. Yeah, like the butterfly. Like effect. the butterfly. It's it it flaps simple. its wings and Absolutely, all the reverberating man. effects. It is that simple, man. It's like dropping a stone into a pond and all the ripples around the. And, wah, 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 and wah, speaking wah. of ripples, based on how this Niners injury report is looking. I believe we're going to have some ripples potentially in the forecast for us come Sunday. Looks about right, yeah. Uh, old George Kittle. Huh. We'll wait and see. Um, we'll leave a light on for him? Well, well, I don't know if we have to, but the Niners certainly I'm going to turn the light off early. If it's, if it's my call, I'm going to turn the light off early on George Kittle's available. Yeah, Nick Bosa. Why, you know, it's a long season, guys. Why hey, don't you hey, just— You don't need to take that flight cross country, no hype. Nah. Come on, man. Come on. Just stay in the bay, relax, mm-hmm. and get ready for week two. It's that simple. Um, George Kittle will know more today's practice report. Uh, you know, Motsi, you've outlined this in the past. But, hey, I think we've picked up new listeners along the way every single year, every single offseason. Wednesday, a key day in practice, but Thursday, really the day, yeah. right? Um, so we'll keep an eye on the injury report for George Kittle. Uh, worst, I mean, even best case from their standpoint, it certainly does not sound like he's 100% ready to go this season. Um that's a massive loss yeah, to what him, they do on offense. Because for him, he's dealing with the groin, correct? I was going to say, I know it's something. I couldn't remember yeah. if it was a groin or a hamstring. Or, it was one or the other. Because yeah. I, I think Cooper Cup has the hamstring. Okay. Kittle has the groin, I man, think. And Kelsey bang- has the knee. Yeah. They're, they're banged up. Something about the West Coast right now, man. It's not not the best situation. Yeah, man. I tell you what. Something out there in the in the water out there. Man. Yeah. Um, but, you know, not only a huge detriment to what they do offensively from a um, – Picking up first downs, scoring yeah. points, scoring yards, mm-hmm. but also you know you got to think Trent Williams on the left side. He'll mm-hmm. take on Alex Highsmith. They will leave him on an island over there. When we do Five Star Friday tomorrow, I got a feeling that might be one of one not, of not, not tomorrow. Sorry, you're right. Friday. Friday I'm jumping. I'm, I'm jumping the gun say, here. Hey, hey, we got football tomorrow. If we, we do. If we just skip over that to get to Friday. What we doing? All right. Um, and yes, you're absolutely right. We can't skip over that. It's it seemingly become a really good game over the years. Those Thursday night it openers has been, man. Um, but even though my experiences haven't been the best, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, since since you you just fawning over these Thursday night games. Oh, they're all so great. No, they're not. Well, the first one is also absolutely, great. No, they're not. And then after that, I've had a rough experience on a Thursday night. A little hit or miss banner ceremony. Yeah, flow riding company. Everybody doing that, oh, yeah, fireworks, it was all beautiful, until it wasn't. 
we start hearing my mama, your mama, and everybody's broadcasting the headset like, oh, hold on, man. This ain't adding up right, man. Something is off. The Classic. math is not math. Classic New England, right? Okay. So I have PTSD when it pertains to open night games. It does not feel good. It's not fun. No fun, sir. Hmm. <laughs> now that that's out the way. George Kittle... You know, uh, Trent Williams, left side, Alex Highsmith, five-star matchup, certainly one to keep an eye on, certainly one that will have a big effect on uh, on the game. I think the finest left tackle uh, that we've seen in a while since Joe Thomas. Man, what what, what draft class was he in? Oh, that 2010 draft oh, class. say less. Okay. Um, you know, at least in my uh, kind of football-watching lifetime that I've been old enough to really pay attention to so the last what, 16, 17, you know, since I was about 15 years old or so. Yeah. Um, Man, I mean, I think Joe Thomas and Trent Williams are kind of in a league of their own. I might be forgetting somebody, no, but, no, no. but Tyron Tyron Smith is the only other guy. Tyron Smith, yeah. To me, like, there's been a lot of other really good ones. Because like Whitworth is a really really dope good tackle. Jason Peters, but, really but, like, good. When we talk about this generation, Joe Thomas was at the end of it for us. Correct. You know, like we played against Joe, but Joe was the back end. Correct. For me, it's been Trent Williams as the marquee guy. Dog. And then it's been Tyron Smith as, you know, the guy that has battled him for that spot, just depending on who's been the healthier of the two. Both are freakazoids, both dominant in their own right. And yeah, <laughs> both make you fear him at times, man. When you watch how they've hit people on that field especially talking about the past couple of seasons with Trent with the Niners and how they've utilized him in a pulling manner at times. Mm -hmm. That's a big man. Opposite side of that offensive line for the Niners, though, Motsi. And that, of course, means the side that will have to deal with Trent Jordan. What? There's a guy by the name of Colton McEvitz. Yep. Now, you might not know him. I wouldn't blame you. I know him. Mm -hmm. He went to this school. That's your guy. About 75 miles south of where That's we are right guy. now. West Fifth Virginia Rounder, University, right? almost heaven. He was actually there mm-hmm. when we uh, you know, still had some semblance of a program. Uh, um, and he's a veteran in the National Football League, Motsi. Mm-hmm. He's been around for a while, but he is... He's not been the guy. I mean, he's he's only got five starts in his NFL career. Played yeah. in a lot of games, but only has five starts. He's kind of been that swing tackle type. And mm-hmm. he is a nice depth piece. If you need him to come in for the course of a game or for maybe a short period of time, you can certainly do worse than having a, a Colton McEvitz as your third guy, as your depth piece, as some break glass in case of right. emergency. But to ask him to go up against T.J. Watt is a tall task, particularly... When you're not going to have George, I mean, that would have been the game plan, right? You could tell me if I'm wrong. would have been yeah. to have Kittle over there and help chip on TJ Watt. Mm-hmm. Maybe that still is the game plan, but with him not being 100%, that, man, that makes me worry about that side of the football for the Niners. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be some things that they're going to do schematically because they trust Trent. But Trent has to deal with the 14-and-a-half sack guy in his own right it's and Alex Highsmith. So he's going to have his own situation. But, yeah, front side, they're going to do certain things to protect him. They have to they would have not learned from what happened in the NFC Championship game if they did it. If you think about it, that's how it all started. They one-on-one blocked Hassan Riddick with the tight end, and that's ultimately what caused Purdy to get hit while throwing into the UCL. I don't anticipate them doing a similar thing with TJ week one <laughs> of the regular that season. That fool me yeah. once. Shame on you. Fool me it's, twice. Like, it's like if you do that again, you're like, well, you deserve it now. Okay? Correct. You, you deserve exactly anything that happens for it. it. Absolutely. So... I do think that they're going to do certain things I'm um, in terms of running the ball at TJ, play action towards TJ, chip TJ, give bunch alignments, tight ends or body positions in the C-gap area. Kyle Hooschek, he's going to be over there in that. Talented player. In that Y-off. Yeah. 
you know, vein and stuff like that. So they're going to do certain things. And uh, schematically, when you talk Kyle Shanahan and his offense, it's timing. So it doesn't really a lot for a lot of exposure. Oh, they're going to get rid of that, that ball quick, yeah. like Ben Roethlisberger last season, right. quick. <laughs> so and, and theirs is by design. So it's literally play action, play action. You know they're going to run it, and they stay on schedule with their running game, and then they take the shot. That's how they do it. So it keeps their you know less than offensive line at times from being in positions where they have to pass block like a traditional situation, almost like how Philly was at times. Philly would take shots, but they weren't dropping back 30, 40 no. times like the Chiefs no. or like the Bengals. They were very selective with right. it. They'd try and catch you sleeping Absolutely. and, and, and then they'd pick And that's their spot. how they offset yeah. a TJ Watt. TJ's still going to make his plays. But for the Niners, their thing is TJ can have two sacks, but as long as he doesn't have two sacks, a strip sack, a forced fumble, and things like that, PBU. we get out of there. Yeah. We're fine. But that's how you offset it. So. They're going to do a lot of that type of stuff to frustrate TJ to just kind of irritate him early on. But TJ, yeah, he's still going to get his his uh, success out there. Oh, because 100%. that's the type of player he is. That's why he you know, is paid what he's paid. That's why he's won a Defensive Player of the Year award because he's seen all of these different things. So he understands that. But Highsmith is the other guy, though. We know you got the the crazy matchup over there, but you dice. You, that's good you on, just that's got good the on paycheck. Good. Absolutely. You've earned the right to be featured in a matchup like this. Keep going. Ain't nothing stopping you now. You yeah. done, you didn't defy the odds this long. Why not keep going? Because if that starts to heat up, if Highsmith can win something over there, that changes everything that this Niners offense is trying to accomplish. But we know we can't just bookmark that because that's a hundred million dollar left tackle, future first battle hall of famer he's facing. Right. We know what that is. Correct. And we can see from firsthand internally. Them dudes don't just grow on trees either. No, they do not. So, like you said, man, we'll see how that works out. But TJ, he has the one. TJ has the matchup that we got to win. And I feel like he will, you know? I do That's one of the things. But the beauty, too, is he's not just fighting alone. We got the depth out there. When you talk the rotation of Marcus Golden, talk uh, Nick Herbig, then when you talk about the internal depth, Cam Hayward, Larry Ogunjobi, Guys like DeMarvin Leal rotating in there. It's just a lot of different bodies, a lot of different highly skilled players that we're going to be able to put out there that, to me, I just feel like increases our chances of doing what we need to do because I don't think we win this if we're trying to make it a pretty game, play in space. Can you cover Christian McCaffrey in space one-on-one? Can you can you That's match it with Debo Samuel? That's a tall task Samuel? for anybody. Can you match it with Debo Samuel in the open field one on one? What's up with Brandon Ayuk? Like, yeah, we don't need to play that type of game. Nah, we want to make this thing one of them ones where it's like Purdy has to play fast. Purdy's getting hit in the mouth. We're Nothing making downfield. Right, McCaffrey is not the sexy player. He has to be a between the tackles Run between runner. The tackles. Yep. That's not what he wants to do. Is he capable of it? Absolutely. Will he do it? Absolutely. And can he get it done? Absolutely. But trust me, that is not what he wants to do. You got to make him. You he wants make to get out that. of space. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Those are the type of things that I feel like give us, you know, a, a really good advantage is playing that physical brand that we've been showing this preseason already. Completely agree. And it, you know, maybe that's where just the uh, this matchup starts. 
is you've got one team in the Niners who likes to get their guys in space, who likes to you know utilize that zone blocking scheme, free up space for McCaffrey. Uh, you mentioned Ayuk and Samuels, two really talented guys. Get them the ball in 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 open areas. George Kittle, obviously health status to the side, one of the most talented tight ends in the National Football League. That's why they're consistently able to win games with a Jimmy Garoppolo, with a Brock Purdy, and right? They don't turn the ball, and over. they do not turn the ball over. You're contrasting that with the Steelers, who they want this to be this game to be played in an alleyway, right? Let's let's get into a street fight. Let's yeah. make it physical. Let's go hunt that football and create some splash and set our offense up mm-hmm. with a short field and and things like that. It, it it's two very contrasting styles to start yeah. the season too. I feel like that's on both sides as well. And you, yeah, you same thing on the play, other. Yep. They, they have the athletes to play in space. A Fred Warner, Kim uh, Greenlaw, man, they want to be in space. Let them do his run. You play pretty ball with them, they're going to eat you alive. But when you talk about making it physical, running at it, make them have to bite down in that mouthpiece, make them safeties have to come and tackle a big bag, that's, you know, some of the things that make it just a little bit different. Absolutely. But, like I said, man, bringing it back home in terms of the injury part, because that's ultimately how we started this convo, this Kittle thing is significant, man. Big time. Defensively, it allows us to do a lot more if he is not available. Yes, it frees it does. up Minka Fitzpatrick a lot more if he is not available. Mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel they become the focal points even more so. It allows you to do more with your with your off the linebackers. Absolutely, man. Yeah, absolutely. So that is definitely something that we're going to continue it's, to monitor, man. You know, there's there's a fortunate juxtaposition for the Steelers in that regard, yeah. Motsi, because when you look at it. There's not okay. Is Cam Hayward banged up a little bit? Maybe. Is Larry O banged up a little bit? Maybe. But other than that, there's there's no um, you know unknowns about unless something comes into the practice report today right. that we're unexpecting. There's no real unknowns in terms of significant. And Larry was on the injury report every week last year. It's good luck. That's right. Everybody knows it's good luck. And. Uh, Jim Wexel, of course, Steel oh, City Insider. Yeah. He was on uh, with Max and Wolf earlier today, and okay. he's, he was in the locker room this morning, and he said no walking boot for Larry O. Um, was and, just, no, and no walking boot for you either. I like I your, your Nikes, though. You look you like clean. these kicks? You look fire, baby. Absolutely, you like these? Man. These are some, some Stiller-esque some Stiller Nikes I, I, I here. I peeped you. Huh? I peeped you. <laughs> um, listen, you gotta have the, you got to have the black and gold on, Air Maxes, cousin. Um, and so... Again, you've said this before, too, over the history of this show. Nobody is 100%. Even at this point, you might be 97%, but nobody is 100%. But the Steelers, in terms of having big, lingering injury or availability, there's no one holding out like Nick Bosa. There's no potential massive, massive absence like a George Kittle. Um, you look at San Francisco, they're kind of starting the season with a lot of chaos. I think about it. And for Ray, the Steelers, Ray McLeod, who's calm. been their slot. Yeah, another one. Great, He's out great for the call. month, broke wrist. Kittle, questionable. Maybe like the best said, tight man. end in football. It's it's Kelsey, but you could no, certainly make an he, argument for Kittle. He's, he's top three. He's t- absolutely top he's three. He's consensus top three. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, when you think about some of those players, though, man, those are significant contributors. Big time. Bosa not pro, potentially not being pros. out there. Bosa not being out there is like T.J. Watt for us not being out there. Correct. That is the equivalent. Correct. It is that simple, man. So we know, yes, right now it does look really good. If those guys aren't out there, I even anticipate the spread changing. Right now, Vegas is holding out. They're like, hold on, man. Is it still man. four and a half? It, it went down, I thought, a little bit. Okay. It went down a little bit. But I'm still. I think Vegas still trying to see if them dudes gonna make it or not. Because if they do make it, that's them. a game changer. I don't blame them. But if they're not out there, we know what that means. Let's see. I'm trying to find it here. See if it's changed yeah. at all. But 
no, you're absolutely right. I mean, that's 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 two all pros. That's two of the best at their position at their position mm-hmm. in the entire National Football League. I mean, whew, I tell you what. I tell you what, yeah, Niners still slight favorites here. It looks well, like two that, and a half. Oh, two I'm and a half. It, so two and a half. It went down from that four you was talking about. That's crazy. They got that old picture though. I was in that game right there. They got they that's got my Lawrence, dog, Lawrence. They got Lawrence Law Dog Timmons, in the preview picture here. That's Who's that for the Niners? That was Kaepernick playing quarterback. That was, was really? Carlos Hyde, if I remember correctly. Okay. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, two and a half points uh the Niners are favored, which is kind of wild to me because We've talked about this a million times too, and hey, we'll do some we'll do some more pick 'em as we get uh, as we get to Friday. But the home team, you get about three points for being the home team. Mm-hmm. So that means Vegas right now still thinks on a neutral field yes. the Niners are five and a half points better than the Steelers. I don't know if I see that. Well, that's because you cover the Steelers, Homer. Yeah. I, I am wearing I am you wearing black and gold it, shoes right now. If we I? were just simply saying this is the Detroit Lions versus the Jacksonville Jaguars, Jaguars, or, or, or this is the Tennessee Titans versus the Minnesota Vikings, Min the who you would Minnesota Vikings. Hey now, you would not be over here acting like that. You'd be over here if these were the exact same scenarios and situations. You would say one has on paper a young core. Yes, we're optimistic about Pickens. Yes, we're optimistic about Pickett. Yes, we think that this offense line could be good and we got all this other stuff. And we're basing it heavily on preseason. And we're talking about why are another team be favored by six or seven points. I and, mean, what was that? No, what did no, no, that no, no, team no, no, no. do last year so yeah. special? Oh, they were in the NFC Championship And the game. only reason that they didn't advance was because they lost not one, but two. Qu- it got to the point where they switched the quarterback rule up because of how that game looked. I think they were you looking around I mean? the stands in Philly like, yeah. anybody out there? Is Vince Papali out there? Can he come play you know, quarterback for us? So, so Is there like an old Temple quarterback who's in the stadium right now who so, can come dress up? So for it to be week one, and the big thing right now is what well, we saw this team play in preseason, they look really electric. And this other team right now, they got the quarterback back. That was the big reason, right? Quarterback. He's not out there, but now he's back. And, all right, we got a questionable here and a questionable there, but everything else is the same. I don't think it's far fetched. That's all. Well, that's just because you're a hater. <laughs> Sorry, I was waiting the whole time yeah. to drop that. Yeah, but at the same time, it's respect, though. That's true. Think I mean, about look it. At what, look at what the Niners worse. have yeah. been every year since 2019. I mean, mm-hmm. a, content, a, tr- a true contender. We can't even have a consensus that this team is a 10 plus win team this season within our own fan base. We started the show talking about that, right? It's like everyone thinks they're going to win 14 games or they're going to win six games. They either think Kenny Pickett is top five in the league. Dog. Or you need to go draft Caleb Williams. Bust. That's just within our own fan Caleb base. Caleb Williams isn't looking nice, though, I right. will say. If we say, is, are the San Francisco 49ers a top five team in the NFL, it would be a consent. Yes, they're in that convo every single year. Certainly in the NFC. Regardless of who doubt. you want to talk with a quarterback, they're in that convo. They've proven it. They've proven it. So that's all I'm saying, man. I feel like this is our year, though. So two and a half is fair. Yeah. This is the year where we get that type of respect, though. When we talked about the, oh, man, prime time and stuff like that. Remember when we got flexed out and then we ultimately got flexed back in? We got flexed out because we did not earn the right to be out there. We got flexed back in because we showed that, okay, we actually are worth that. Same convo coming up, man. You want to start getting favored in games? Go out there and keep performing. That spread was a lot. It would have been a lot more than that if they didn't do what they did this preseason. I'm not going to show you that much. No doubt. No, so it'd be, it'd be five and a half. Exactly. You yeah. know? But that is at least the testament of, okay, we did see your preseason. We acknowledge that. No, but it fair. still was preseason. 
but that's kind of the mindset right now. So, like I said, it's going to be interesting. And I, I do kind of want your thoughts, though, uh, Twitter.com. The, the the power grid, the megawatts. No, y'all out there. We've seen some of y'all already get your tweets on and everything oh, like that. Oh, yeah. But continue on with your tweets, man, because we want to know your thoughts on that spread part. You know, should the Steelers be considered underdogs in this opening matchup versus the San Francisco 49ers, especially after everything we saw this preseason? Let us know. Let us know. Shoot, we might even open up the phone lines for that one, man. Ooh. Hey, Wes, drop that number one time for him, 412-919. 1316. You heard him. Say it one more time for the people in the back. 412-919-1316. It is that simple. This is Arthur Most Wesley Euler on Still Nation Radio and ESPN 970 AM. is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, Steelers Blitz. You already know it's Steelers Nation Radio. And, of course, we simulcasting on that ESPN 970 AM for oh, the local crew. Time. We ain't forget y'all, baby. We ain't forget y'all at all. Nah, nah, nah. But um, before we went to our last break, we were talking about opening up the phone lines to hear from... The power grid, the megawatts, because we do got a game coming up this weekend, baby, and we know y'all got your thoughts on it, especially early on in the week. So we want to talk to you early, see what the situation is. Now, we gave those digits out, and I believe we got somebody on the hotline. Oh, yeah. Uh-oh. Could, could it be a familiar person? He's a show OG, oh, to hey say now. the least. Juan down in South Carolina on the line, Motsi. What's up, Juan? Hey, what's going on, buddy? How y'all doing today? There he is. Life is good, man. How are things on your end? Yeah, hey, I can't complain. I'm loving the best. Hey, Wes, I got to say something. I know uh, I was listening to the listening to you in the old fogey earlier. I got to get on him tomorrow when I call his show. He haven't heard of Kings before, all the eating he liked to do. <laughs> oh yeah, what Wolf. Happened? Wolf had never heard of Canes. He didn't know what Canes was, oh. as in raising yeah. Canes. I'm with you. Um, yeah, I know. I'm surprised, but you got to think too. One, you know, Wolf. While he's an eater, he kind of um sticks to his guns in that regard. You know, bring up a good point there. Um, he's a he's a classic American man, and you know, you bring up steak a great point and there. chicken and yeah. ribs and burgers, and not that you know Canes is kind of along those lines, but um, there's also not. Until like a year or two ago, there weren't many canes in this area at all. Like the closest ones were in Ohio. So okay, I, I, I'll give him a little slack. Because I was gonna say we had him in Virginia. That's that's why for me it was like, all right, we raising canes. He, he, he never there though. Was he? Yeah. He, Wolf, listen, Wolf is either at the Steeler game, hiking somewhere like out yeah, west, very true, or drinking coffee in the studio. <laughs> very, very true, very, very true. <laughs> but Juan, man, I did want to get your thoughts on this, man. Um. Obviously, me and Wes, we were kind of talking about the whole spread part of this and how we, on paper, aren't viewed as favorites. Even with the preseason that we had, the success that we had and stuff like that, and with some of the question marks surrounding the Niners' availability. What were your thoughts on that, though, man? Do you feel like that's appropriate right now, that we are home dogs, or do you feel like we should be getting a little bit more respect? We should. 
Howard Berry, man. She put some respect on us. Mm. Respect mm. Put some respect <laughs> on our name, baby. Yeah. So, uh, like, like I told you guys, you know, the last two seasons, offset alert, we went to Buffalo, offset them. Then last year, we went to Cincinnati, offset them. We're going to upset the Niners regardless if they got Kittle or Bosa. We still want to upset them because, like you guys see, the first home game since 2014. So, And I can't wait for them to play a renegade. I know the stadium is going to go crazy when that come on. Now, even though the preseason, they gave us a third quarter renegade. It caught everybody off guard. We weren't ready for it. So I hope that now we now this regular season we can get back to our normal fourth quarter Renegade, you know, when it's supposed to be, so that way we could all be on one accord with that thing. But it's going to be crazy, crazy. Now, are you feeling any nerves surrounding this game, though, baby? No, you, you, you guys know me since, since 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 you guys met me. You know, I'm bleeding this black and gold till, I, till I die, man. There so, it is. You know, you know I'm I'm taking it. We're going we're gonna to upset everybody. And also, um, Couple of these sportscasters, they picking us as a dog sleeper team too. So I like I keep telling, I say don't jump on the bandwagon now. So, <laughs> <laughs> Juan said, "Nah, man, seats closed, seats taken. Can't sit here, baby. Can't sit here." Now nah, I like that one one time. I definitely like that. But yeah, man, hopefully it'll be a good one for us, and uh, we will talk to you on the other side of this thing, Juan. But definitely appreciate you, man, from the heart. Thanks, Juan. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you guys. Let's go. And I think we got another caller coming in on you the wanna, hotline. You want to go to the Man, lines here? why not, baby? Why not? We on the hotline. Anyways, is, is this is this somebody I'm familiar with by the name of uh, 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 Cuban Dan? Is that, is that you, man? Hello? What's up, fellas? I wasn't even going to call in, but then I heard about degenerate gambling. And hey, I came running. now you're speaking my language, baby. Now you're speaking my language. Yeah. They got us as home dogs. With the success <laughs> that we've seen this preseason, with the anticipated year two leap and with some of the question marks surrounding the Niners right now, do you feel like that is appropriate for us, the Pittsburgh Steelers, to be home dogs week one? Dogs. Home dogs? Coming coming from a homer perspective, yeah, no, I, w- I won't take the disrespect. There However, it is. coming from coming coming from my gambling side, <laughs> I'm not putting money. I'm not putting money on this game. <laughs> I, I love your versatility. I love your range right there, yeah. man. Hey, Dan speaks to yeah, us. Oh man, <laughs> the homer yeah, in me. The world, the world, the world, the world isn't one dimensional. You got to look at it through different lenses if you want to get a real perspective for life. <laughs> you hey, always- I will say that I'm going. I'm going 1,425 on Steelers over nine and a half, and then another thousand on Steelers. Over, on, I'm sorry, on Steelers over eight and a half, and then another thousand on Steelers over nine and a half. Because right now, You're the, doubling the spread, up on the over. Okay. Well, well my, my my thought going into it is, there's no way we're going to come in under eight and a half. I mean, that's just not in Tomlin's repertoire. This team is better than it was last year. The schedule is lighter than it was last year. Kenny's made progressions that are beyond, I think, most of our dreams. I, I, I just feel good about that eight and a half number being almost a lock. But that one's only, I think that one's negative 145. But if you, okay. if you, if you look at the over nine and a half, that one pays out plus one twenty five. Let's go. No. So, so I like my your whole thought was, I like that. My whole thought was lock in the fourteen twenty five net a thousand on that. And then if that's all they get to, at least those two bets are a wash going yeah. forward. 
Hey, I can't knock the logic, hey. Cuban. I like it. I was about to say it's, it's very yeah. thought out, man. But it feels good and though. I, That's the other I, part. I'll tell you. I'll tell you, all of that is free. If you want, if you want the course, you can sign up for nine ninety nine. Free money, free money. All right, Boom. Well, well, you free can money. sign up for nine. Get the Cuban Dan Masterclass now on your phone for nine yes. ninety nine a month. Uh, all right, before we let you, before we let you go, Dan, I got one for you, real quick. All right. Shoot. All right, don't tell anybody. This is between me and you. Yeah, La- last time, last when I, when I looked yesterday, mm-hmm. George Pickens over under receiving yards for Sunday. Only 24 and a half. Jeez. He might get that on one catch free money, Dan. Jeez. Don't tell anybody I told you, though. Definitely got to tap Holy in on that God. one. You know what? what? I, haven't, I haven't looked at that, and I will take a hard look at that. Let me know. Earlier in the I week, it was 24 and a half yards like, like, Does, he, does he have a tummy ache? Listen, is that what they anticipate listen, was going I believe, on, man? I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a day of better. Like, I kind of believe you got to go with your gut instinct when you wake up in the morning and everything and how you're feeling. To an extent, yes. But I might have had to jump on that one early. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I couldn't procrastinate that one, Dan. Yeah, you don't want to miss that opportunity wonder, right there. I wonder, if they're, I wonder if they're going off of last year's numbers. Because him and Kenny didn't have that rapport Probably, last year. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like he, he was he was averaging like three, four, maybe five catches a game on a good day, you know, and it, and it wasn't very much. But yeah, yeah that, that seems like a like a solid bet. The one That's that one I was looking for shot. was I was looking for TJ over two sacks, but I couldn't Ooh. find I couldn't find a number for TJ on, on sacks. I just got a feeling he's going to. That's an awesome that, call as well because he has a great matchup, man. He does. Now, now, granted, yeah. is is West is West boy. Wes said that's his favorite right tackle oh, in the league. Settle down. No, that's Lane Johnson. <laughs> Chill out. <laughs> ah, he him. said that's his favorite right tackle in the league. All right. So yeah. TJ is definitely gonna have a great down. day. All right. So so definitely double down <laughs> on that matchup because Wes loves this guy. Yeah, ain't that the truth? Listen, if there's anything you know, it's all Wes's teams have been doing besides the Steelers, is taking L's lately. So, you know, maybe fall in line. Fall in line. All right, well, I'll let, I'll let some other callers get in. That's my two cents. No, well, we definitely appreciate you. A lot you. more than two cents Let's there, go. Dan. But thanks Let's as go. always, buddy. We do appreciate it. That's good. I love it. He putting his putting his money where his mouth is, baby. Absolutely. Shout out to Cuban Dare right there, man. Love that. We are going to take a break right here, man, to get back on schedule. But do not touch that Dallas Arthur Motes. It's Wesley Ewing. This is the Steelers Blitz on ESPN 970 AM and Steelers Nation Radio. Man, my holiday bills are almost as hard to get rid of as my in-laws. I guess my budget will be my New Year's resolution again. Hi there, friendly S&T banker here. The aftermath of the holidays can be tough. Have you thought about using the equity in your home to consolidate your debt? I can do that? Yep, home equities are one of the lowest cost financing options. At S&T Bank, we can help you, so you can have a financial fresh start. Stop by a branch or visit stbank.com to learn more. S&T Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender.